Hi there. Welcome to Lake Ridge Community Church Podcast. And this is a place where we get to share uh, some of our messages from Sunday mornings. Um, we're glad that you're here to listen. But we'd also love to have you in person. So if you'd like to pop in some Sunday, we meet at 1030 at Our Lady of Wisdom School here in Chestermere. And uh, you can obviously check us out as well at uh, www.lakeridgecommunity.com. Thanks for listening. Morning, Lake Ridge. It's Pastor Evan here, and I'm glad to be joining you from my front porch. Um, and I uh, just thought I would change up the scenery a little bit and share a little bit of the story uh, from out here this morning. This morning, uh, we continue our, our Lenten journey um, that we have called again and again, which is essentially how do we explore the, the story of God and how God has come to us again and again, and in different ways, different forms, um, but that we get to experience him in, in so many different ways. But before I jump into the specific topic of this morning, I want to quickly ask you to consider the, the big themes that you know about God, the, the big things that you are certain of about God, right? Themes like, what do you believe is the intention of God? What's the intention of God for you? Is this intention to love you like, like a parent loves an infant child, right? Without hang-ups or, or expectation that you try to be something more than you are? Um, do you believe his intention is, is to direct you by means of kind of reward and, and punishment? If you do the right thing, then you, you get the carrot or the reward. If you, if you do the wrong thing, then, then you get hurt or you don't get the, the dream that you would hope for. The Easter story is a season of Lent. The Easter, the Easter story and the season of Lent um, is meant to, to, it's meant to reorient our hearts to the truth that God is in love with all that he has created. That is, in, his intention is that, that we would come to understand how deep and how wide that love really is. I think that the big story of God and, and even the stories of our lives is that God is relentlessly in pursuit of you and me. Now, the text for today is, is kind of honestly, a, it, it's a challenging text because, because it points um, to, to a place where Jesus predicts his death. And, and I think for, for those who were there in that public setting, um, it, it must have been very, very difficult for them to hear, especially if you were one of the disciples. And, and the reason why, and partially why, is because if, if you love Jesus, if he was a loved one of yours, and he had just gotten up and he, and he said, I'm going to be glorified and I'm going to be glorified by dying. Right. Um, this would have been extremely difficult to have heard. Almost like that moment, you know, if you if you're in the in the doctor's office and the doctor gives you some really difficult news about your health or about the health of somebody you love and and and, 
And honestly, you hear very little after um, you hear news like that. And, and that would have been, uh, in a sense, how those disciples in particular would have, would have likely heard this news. He had just told them that he was essentially going to be leaving them in a very, very permanent way. And then he throws in this kind of confusing or, or metaphor about, about seeds being spread and seeds having to die. And, and in a way, he was probably telling them, and they would have sensed that he was telling them that there was going to be something that they were going to need to do. And they didn't know what that was. And he wasn't really clear about what that was going to be. He continues on, and, and he says more. Uh, difficult things to hear, like like he says uh, that that his soul was troubled by all of this, and and he he adds that that this death was what his life was all about, and and, and is that how we would consider our life? That our our life was all about dying? I hope not. I don't think that's the way we understand our life. Right? And so, so, so many confusing things. And, and then to, to wrap it all up, this text says that, that the sky opened up and that there was a voice and that, and that this voice confirmed that, that he was going to glorify himself in, in these ways. Um, and, 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 and it also states that some there just heard thunder. And others heard what they described as an angelic voice. Okay, I'm going to read it for you now. I, I've summarized it, but now I'm going to read it for you, and, and then we'll um, we'll make our our way into the next kind of section of what I what I want to share. It says this: Jesus replied, "The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed." But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Those who love their life will lose it, while those who hate their life, those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servants also will be. My Father will honor the ones who serve me. Now my soul is troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it was for this very reason that I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. And the crowd that was there heard it said, heard it said, and heard thunder. Others said, an angel had spoken to him. Have you ever noticed how the present moment sometimes is so confusing? Like, like there's so much information that's coming in um, that that it, that it's messing with kind of your current order of life. It's it's been it's been a year almost exactly um, since our world uh, took a a significant turn in in the routines of our lives. 
right? In 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 a sense, twelve months ago, for for everyone, in some sense, in some way, our worlds were turned upside down. There's been so much confusion since then, conflicting information. I've had I have had uh, emotions across the whole field of emotions around this year: fear, anger, peace, sadness, confusion. Right now, I may be the only one, but but this past year has created some some disorder in my life. The things I was so certain of 12 months ago, well, I've had to kind of pull them off the shelf, those things and and reevaluate them. I imagine that for those who were there that day, that it was so very hard for them to hear and to understand that, that, that there was likely many, many moments of confusion about what was God doing? What was Jesus saying? They, they didn't have the gift of hindsight, the gift of, the gift of knowing, right? They only had the choice to believe. And what they were being asked to believe was that God was doing something so big that God was doing something in such a way that it was going to be very, very difficult for them to believe. That the order of their life, that their understanding of God's presence was going to be flipped over in in such a shocking way that it would be scattered all over the place. God was about to allow disorder in their lives. But he wasn't going to do it for fun. This wasn't some social experiment with the world that he was going to do with no intention, but but rather he was doing this with great purpose. This story, the prediction of Jesus, the voice from heaven, were all meant to be a gift, kind of a, a token of hope that these people were going to need. Right. When it, when it all started to happen, when, when all these things started to come true, this, this story was meant to be a reminder that Jesus knew that this was going to happen. And so perhaps when it all started to happen, when all the craziness started to go on, that they would be able to recall this story and sense God's presence. That God was still watching over them in some way. Well, today we're, we're celebrating the Easter season because, because it symbolizes this kind of cosmic reset. Right? Easter, is, Easter is when we recognize that, that, that Jesus pressed the reset button on how they and we would come to understand how deep and how wide this love of God has been for us. Okay, a few things before I... I wrap it up here. Richard Rohr um, talks about the, the universal pattern of transformation. He says that it looks quite simply like this, that, that we go from a state of order to disorder to, to reorder. Right? And, and that after a time, our reordered state kind of turns back into order. Hopefully, hopefully it's it's we're a little bit older. Hopefully we're a little bit more 
wise about the things we've experienced, right? That our faith is, in a way, our faith is like that. Our, our lives are like that. Now, now, don't get me wrong. I think that in many ways, we as humans were made with the desire to live in an ordered world, right? Or to desire an ordered world, at least. Even in a way, God God invited us when he asked Adam to, to name the animals and to rule over the earth, that this was an invitation to be a part of or making order in the world. I think even for myself, I've, I've often considered that, that it is in the places of order that God is most at work or that God is most present in my life and my story. And so, so when I find myself entering into sometimes a state of disorder, I, I can be the first thing I can start to ask is, you know, God, where have you, how have you left me? Right. Right. I think, I think that this is why, you know, we, we have a particularly difficult time when, when our order is disrupted. Right? It seems like disorder is ruling the day. And so that must be evil. That must be really bad. The story today and, and really the big story of the Bible is meant to show us that God is present with us in all things. The Bible doesn't exclude the times of disorder. It includes them. I think we have to ask ourselves, why, why is that? Why is disorder a part of God's big story? In this story, Jesus is, is telling his disciples, he's telling those present, you know, listen up. This next part of the journey, is, is, it's going to be rough. It's going to feel like disorder. It's going to feel like all is lost. But be assured, right? He's saying, be assured that I am working towards and showing you even more of who I am. That I am working towards reordering your idea of me. And th these times of disorder, they're going to they're gonna cause you to ask questions. They're, they're going to cause you to, to ask, honestly, big questions. Questions about things you were so certain of before. Okay. It's going to be hard. Disorder always is, but it's also very much intended to take us to deeper places. Choosing to believe. Choosing to follow Jesus is troubling sometimes. It's challenging sometimes. Even Jesus said his soul was troubled. What makes us think that that wouldn't be a part of our own story, of our own journey? Right? So, so, so not being troubled, not asking big questions of what God is doing in the world or in your life or in your story, well, well, it's almost being ignorant to the places where Jesus is inviting you to, to grow. Well, the places where Jesus is trying to reveal himself to you on this journey that he's got us on. So I want to end with this. Maybe. Maybe rather than working so hard to get back to our state of order. You know, the one that we were used to 12 months ago. 
maybe it's time to consider what is our reordered life supposed to look like? What if God has been and is relentlessly pursuing us? What if he is challenging us to consider a reordered state of mind, a reordered state of what he is and what he means to us? What if the reordered state is the most beautiful thing. If we, if we come back to our core belief that God has been relentlessly pursuing us, that God sees you as his infant child, that God actually is pleased with who you are, then this reordered state could be a part of the grand vision that God is trying to reveal in us. So let us be the kind of church, let us be the kind of people who lean into the presence of God in our story. Let us not be afraid of disorder, but see it as the doorway into a more enlightened life about how deep and how wide God's love is for you and I. Maybe that's what this Easter is about. A really, truly new life. Consider it. Uh, I certainly have been. Let me pray. God, for the gift of your son Jesus, we are grateful. I am so grateful for stories like this that give us a token of hope. An understanding that even when our order turns into disorder, that you are present, that you are still ruling, and that you are taking us to a deeper place of understanding of your love. God, may you be with us as we consider the big questions, the things that maybe we were so certain of before. Give us courage, give us wisdom, give us community so that we might be able to, to unpack and to discern these things with your Spirit's help. Be with us this day, this Easter season. May it reveal truth to us. Draw us closer to you. For your love we are grateful. For your sacrifice we are more grateful. Be with us. Amen. And so now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you his peace this season. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us, Lake Ridge. Have a great week.